Hello, welcome to the One Organized Mama podcast. My name is Janelle, and I am One Organized Mama. Episode 61, a checklist before you take your next trip. I hope you're as excited as I am now that we're post-COVID and things are starting to open up and we can get out there and start traveling again. I am super, super excited to finally get away and have a real vacation. And in fact, I've been doing a lot of internet searches because that's just something that I like to do is to try to get out there. And I've always had a goal and I've accomplished this goal since I was 18 to try to get out there and see one new place that I've never seen before, a place that I've never been before. Whether it's near or far, it doesn't matter. And in fact, I have spent most of my life in the Southwest. Grew up in New Mexico. I currently live in Las Vegas, Nevada. And as a military spouse, we did two tours in Southern California. And I had never been to the Grand Canyon. So it wasn't until 2019 that I finally made my first trip to the Grand Canyon. So try to get out there, try to explore new places. And while you're doing that, do a little internet search because I did this recently and I came across this article and it's on fourseasons.com. Check this out. It's called Uncharted Discovery 2022. So that kind of caught my attention. It says seven captivating destinations, 21 unforgettable days. During these 21 days, you're going to travel to New Orleans, Costa Rica, Machu Picchu, Buenos Aires, Antarctica, Bogota, and the Bahamas. Now, my curiosity got the best of me. So I was like, well, I'm sure it's going to cost a ton of money, especially when I read this part that the entire trip is going to be by private jet journey. So, of course, that piqued my interest a little more. So I clicked as if I'm some kind of baller getting ready to book. And then I saw the price, which is what I was looking for, of course. I wanted to see how much does a jaunt like this cost? Well, it cost $190,000 per person based on double occupancy. So if you have just an extra $200,000 lying around and you want to get away for three weeks, there you go. But that's likely not going to happen in my lifetime. So back to this checklist. Again, I'm always trying to find little new places to explore. One of the things that I really loved about being a military spouse is that the military would send us to different places and then it gave us an opportunity and an excuse to really get out and explore and discover new parts of the country or even the world that we probably wouldn't have had the opportunity to see before. So this checklist is based on a lot of my own travels and my own personal experiences. Let's get started. Let's start with before you leave home. I want you to think about home because I want you to be able to relax and enjoy your journey. 
but let's make sure everything back home is taken care of. And you can do this with a little planning and preparation. First, remember your pets. I (laughs) hate to share this story, but I like to be very honest. So when my son got married last fall, I traveled out before the rest of the family. I wanted to help the kids with the wedding and get, you know, just help with the planning and the preparation. And then my husband flew out with the rest of the family a few days before the wedding. And shortly after he arrived, he looked at, or I looked at him and I asked, who did you get to feed Scout, our dog? And he looked at me and he said, I thought you got someone to feed Scout. So I was on my phone immediately. And thank goodness we have the most wonderful dog sitter in the world, Alex, who rushed over to the rescue and fed and watered Scout, our poor dog. That in the midst of wedding planning got totally forgotten, poor pup. So number one, don't forget your pets. All right, the next thing is kind of obvious. A lot of times we do um, take this into consideration, but who are you going to have to check your mail? Who are you going to have to come by the house and pick up the deliveries that sort of pile up at our front doors? So make sure you have a trusted friend or neighbor. Come by, pick up the mail, pick up the Amazon boxes that have sort of gathered by the front door and walk in. But choose somebody that you know will actually walk through your house and just do like a little check on everything. You want to make sure like there aren't any broken windows or water leaks anywhere. We once had um, some friends, I had some friends that were telling us how they went on a trip and they got a call from a neighbor like the next day. So they were going to be gone for quite some time. And the neighbor said, hey, there is water pouring out from under your garage door down your driveway. Well, it turned out that the water heater had burst while they were gone. Now, this isn't anything that anybody can predict, of course, or I don't think that you can. So thankfully, they just had someone that had their number, knew they were going to be gone, and was able to notify them as soon as possible So they didn't walk back to something that could have been disastrous when they returned home. So have a trusted friend or neighbor on call that's just going to go by, check on everything, make sure everything is good to go. Now, before you leave for your house, and I make my family do this, and this is like the last 15 minutes before we get in the car to head to the airport or head out on the road. I make everybody walk around the house, check trash cans, check windows, make sure they're closed, make sure things are unplugged and that kind of thing. I even, and I leave this to me, I don't trust anyone with this, but I go through the refrigerator and I take out anything that could cause a stench when we come back. Like you, there's nothing worse than walking into your house and being like, what is that smell? And having to then, after your nice, relaxing vacation, try to go through and find out what stinks in your house. So just toss, you know, leftover containers. You know, if you threw some chicken or something in the the kitchen garbage can the night before, make sure you take out the trash. So do a quick walkthrough of your house before you leave. So 
when we're packing. This isn't a podcast episode to tell you like the best packing tips. And in fact, some might be cringing out here because I'm actually going to tell you to go ahead and give yourself permission to overpack a little bit with the understanding that whatever you pack, you're going to have to schlep through airports and all along through your journey. We actually have some friends that we travel with pretty consistently, and they make fun of how much stuff we take on trips. And I'm kind of unapologetic about it. I'm like, dude, I carry my own bags, so it's not having to bother, you know, it's not bothering you, so that's okay. I just am a little bit of an overpacker. I like to be prepared. And these are the reasons why. Number one, check the weather. This is something that I always forget about. Like I assume that if I'm going to a beach, it's going to be sunny. If I'm going to a cold climate, it's not going to have a heat wave. If I'm going somewhere rainy, then I don't need to bring like a bathing suit or sunny, warm weather type of clothes. And I couldn't be more wrong. So thankfully, my husband is usually pretty good about checking the weather before we go. But I've heard like the horror stories from friends who traveled and didn't check the weather. And then they ended up like having to evacuate for a hurricane Or even when we've gone to travel to England, where my husband's family is from, his mother's side, and we just assume it's going to rain the entire time. Well, last time that we went, we encountered like this historic heat wave. It didn't rain one drop while we were there at all. It was so hot. And I brought all these layering clothes and long sleeve shirts for us to wear and no one has AC in England, or at least not the places that we went. So check the weather and be prepared. All right. The next thing are like medications and essentials. Obviously, you want to take your medications. My husband has a daily medication that he has to take. And so that's always my number one question. When we get in the car, do you have your medicine with you? And which bag is it in? It's not a medicine that can be easily replaced, so it's something that he has to have on him. It's a life-saving type of medication that he has to take. But even for other essential items, I am a person that I will develop an allergy to anything. I just have one of those immune systems, I guess. So if I am using a soap in a hotel room, I've had it happen where I will break out in hives. So it's always a good idea to have just like some Benadryl in your bag, also any kind of pain relievers, or if you have stomach ailments, have all of that stuff readily available. Now, obviously, if you're traveling within the US, that's not that big of a deal. But we have learned when we travel abroad that sometimes it is a big deal. So if I go into a pharmacy or a place to get some kind of over-the-counter medicine, there is sometimes a language barrier. And even if the person speaks English or if I'm trying to do my best with Google Translate, you just want to be very careful and make sure that you're communicating well when it comes to getting a medication for yourself or your family member. 
We had not such a serious thing happen when we traveled abroad one time. Um, A few years ago, we took a trip and we went to Sweden and we were actually not going to be in Sweden that long. It was the first leg of our journey. And my husband had said, um, oh, I'll just pick up some contact lens solution when we get over there. So he just had the small bottle, the travel size. And so I didn't think anything of it. I'm like, yeah, I mean, people wear contact lenses everywhere. Well, this became more of an issue than we had realized. So when we traveled to Sweden, we the language is quite different. We didn't really, because we we're only there a couple of days, it's not like we took the opportunity to try to learn it. And when you're traveling abroad, you usually have pretty spotty Wi-Fi. So we had some trouble finding contact lens solution. And we had to go to a, a few different stores. It took us probably close to two hours to find one bottle before we were comfortable <laughs> purchasing it and making sure we were buying the correct thing because it was sold in a different type of store than what we were looking in. And we definitely needed some help and guidance. So just do a checklist for your own medications and your essentials. Actually write something down double check, triple check, make sure everything made it inside of your luggage and your bags. Now, the next thing, speaking of making it inside your bags, if you are a frequent traveler, you probably already know this, but if you travel pretty regularly, this is actually not a bad idea for you guys to do. And that is to pre-pack bags. So in my closet, which is where I actually record my podcast, is a section for travel. And I just bought some bins from Target that have the lids on them and labeled them. And the bins in my closet are basically long-term travel and short-term travel. And then I have one for um, air travel. And these are kind of just pre-packed little... um, little, uh, not bags, but like little zippy containers. I'm drawing a blank on it right now. But basically, they're like the clear ones that you can go through TSA with. And here are some ideas of stuff that are just nice to have and pre-packed. And you can kind of go through and refresh them after each trip. But over-the-counter medications, like I said, pain reliever, allergy kind of medicines, Toothbrush, toothpaste, and floss. I always feel like I need floss when I travel. Like if I'm at home, I don't need it unless I'm flossing. But when you're out and about, it just feels like one of those things that it's just nice to have and it sometimes can be kind of hard to find. It's always nice to have just some pre-packed snacks or gum and mints in one little, you know, container. A lot of times... um, when we travel, it's kind of hard to come by stuff or you're trying to like not spend tons of extra money or not eat super, super bad and like live off of, you know, ruffles and Doritos through a, an entire car trip. So you can pack stuff that will last, you know, a fair amount of time. Granola bars, trail mix, you know, anything prepackaged, any kind of energy bars, that type of thing. Also, I have a bag that has um, all different kinds of um, hair ties, bobby pins, a small little brush in there. And again, that's one of those things while you're packing, 
a lot of times you just forget to grab and throw into your suitcase. So knowing that those are already packed and ready to go is always refreshing. A little bit of cash. Um, I don't carry a ton of cash when I travel just because it makes me nervous. So, but I do, it is a good idea to have some cash on you. And if you have it just sort of ready to go, you know, you know, $40, $60, maybe a hundred bucks or something max, just enough to get you through if you find yourself in a situation where you need to get transportation or a water bottle or a meal or something like that or an essential. A couple of books. That's always something that's nice. I always put the books in there that I'm like, I bought this because I promised myself I would read it. And I will. If I'm sitting on an airplane, I will read a book. Or if I'm sitting in an airport or in a hotel room, I will actually sometimes read a book. Don't you like how I said sometimes? And of course, it's nice to have a cell phone charger. And I actually would add another one is headphones. This is definitely something that is nice to have just for travel. So that you don't run out and you have to buy like a super expensive um, charger on the road. Again, I always feel like when you're traveling and you're trying to find essentials, it feels like they're always way more than what you would pay for if you were at home. Like even if you go to a Target or something in a different city, sometimes I feel like this feels like it's more expensive here than it what it is when I buy it at home. I don't know if that's true. I'm sure it's not. It just feels like that. So having like some of those essentials, if you have a computer, making sure that you have the charger for the laptop, those types of things ready to go. And again, you can actually, I have um, bags in my closet that I use for carry-ons or just overnight bags. And I actually hate packing and unpacking. And so um, again, it's probably why I'm an overpacker. So I will actually kind of pre-pack them. So when it's time to get ready for a trip, a lot of that stuff is already easy to throw into one of my overnight bags or carry-ons. And it just makes the whole thing easy peasy, ready to go. All right, the next part of the checklist is traveling by car. I don't know how it is where you live, but America is pretty big and I live in the Southwest region. I know I have a lot of listeners that are from overseas. So... I live in Las Vegas, but we are surrounded by desert and we're like a hop, skip and a jump from Death Valley. So the temperatures can get extraordinarily hot, especially when you travel and it can get hot anytime. Well, not any time of year, but you know what I'm saying? It can get very treacherous. Um, even in the cooler months, it can get 80 or 90 degrees in some parts of the desert. So we just, because of where we live, we're just more aware of, and I think this is actually kind of common for a lot of people, like we're just aware of making sure we have water in the car if we're going on a trip and making sure we're just prepared in case anything were to happen. And this actually happened when we were traveling back from Thanksgiving. We were traveling between New Mexico, headed home to Las Vegas. 
we are driving down the freeway and it's a the Sunday after Thanksgiving. So super busy travel holiday. And my husband hit something in the road that caused a flat. Thank goodness we were by the last exit in Kingman, Arizona. So we were able to safely pull off the highway. Kids were frantic. We're trying to calm everybody down. And we were able to pull into a um, parking lot of a gas station. So thankfully, we were safe. We were off the road. We needed essentials. You know, we were right there. We had everything we needed. But we, what we didn't realize is that getting roadside service, getting someone out to help you replace a tire was actually pretty crazy, even in a small town like that. It ended up all working out safely. But it was just a good reminder that things can still happen. And when they do happen, it's just best to be prepared. So if you're traveling by car, make sure you always have plenty of water. Make sure you have a cell phone charger. Make sure you have any kind of things that could be needed for a medical emergency And a lot of these kits can just be purchased. You can go to Walmart, you can purchase them off Amazon, and they're just roadside kits that can maybe put like the little flags up, um, you know, off the side of the road, Uh, just have little things to kind of help you get through any kind of urgent situation. But if you're traveling by car, make sure you have all of that to go through. Make sure, again, it's okay to little overpack on this one. Make sure you have everything, a blanket, some pillows, make your guys' journey as comfortable as possible. And in case anything were to happen, that you have everything you need to just get you through that time until help arrives. So be prepared. All right. The last part of the checklist is when you're traveling by air and I really attribute, we've done a lot of trips as families, but I do attribute a lot of this again to my days as a military spouse. And when we we had to travel, we lived in Guam, we lived in Hawaii. So we did some pretty lengthy air travel with kids when they were little. So I learned a lot of little tricks from back in the day when I was a military spouse traveling. The first thing is when it comes to kids. I try to avoid bringing any kind of really super expensive electronic item or toy or even a sentimental item on a trip. And we found this out the hard way and just different times of having left something in a hotel room, not realizing it until we're like three hours away or even worse on an airplane. And you know, once you get off the airplane and you get back through, it's almost impossible to get back through to security. It's not like there's a number you can generally call if you've left something on an airplane. So if you can, try to leave the really sentimental, the, the, my kids, my little, my oldest called it a ginky, his blankie, or shiny, the teddy bear, my youngest. Try to leave those items back at home, maybe Again, leave them with a trusted friend or family member that'll take good care of them. What I did learn to do is I would go to, and I still do this, to the dollar store or to the section in Target where they have just inexpensive little toys and little knickknacks. 
and kind of stock up on some of those items. And I would hide them away until the trip. So the night before the trip, I'll take out my kids carry on usually a little backpack. And then I'll put those inexpensive items. And a lot of times they're just like playing cards, or they're little roadside games, they're maybe just like a little puzzle or something that they can put together. That way, if the items get lost, because they will, then it's not a big deal. It's not a crisis. And also, it actually keeps their attention a lot longer because these are new items that they haven't seen before. So they're not their old toys that they were bored with or whatever. So it kind of piques their interest, keeps, you know, keeps them from getting bored on some of these long journeys. So go to the store and kind of stock up on some little trinkets and stuff like that that are inexpensive. All right, again, expect the unexpected. That's a lot about what this entire checklist is all about. Have an extra shirt packed and carry on for everybody. Any kind of over-the-counter meds, again, snacks, phone charger in case of any kind of delays. Um, I also like to carry a toothbrush and toothpaste in our carry-ons. There's nothing worse than when you're stuck in an airport and you're having to like sleep in a chair you know, when a flight's been delayed and you just feel icky and you don't even know if you've slept and you're grumpy and you just want to get to where you're going. Sometimes it's nice just to go and freshen up, brush your teeth, pull yourself together and be a good traveler and just try to get through it the best that you can. The last thing, <laughs> and I've learned this one through a lot of different journeys with the kids. And so I have it as bring headphones, bring enough headphones for everybody. Make sure everyone has their own set of headphones and you don't have to get the really super fancy ones. You don't have to get the beats or anything like that. But what I do is I've actually collected the little headphones that the airlines give you that plug in to um, the little entertainment systems. And I've collected them over the years and I actually have a small bag of them. And that way, there's always someone in my family, no matter what, that will forget headphones. And that way, at least they can watch a movie or listen to some music and it just chills everybody out on the long journey. So those are my tips. That is my checklist to just help you get prepared get you ready for your next trip. Just so you know, uh, this was actually based on an article I wrote for a local publication called View On Magazine. So if you want to read it in its entirety, you can go to viewonmagazine.com. And as usual, I would love for you guys to head on over to Instagram and type in one organized mama. Give me a follow. So many of you guys have. And it's been so awesome to connect with you. So as always, thank you so much for listening to the One Organized Mama podcast. Stay tuned for more episodes. And if you have any topics or ideas you'd like me to cover, shoot me a DM over there on Instagram or even an email at oneorganizedmama at gmail.com. And don't forget to go to my website. I have online courses for you guys to take in time management and organization. So it's where I dive a little bit deeper than I do in the podcast episodes and you get a printable workbook 
that goes along with it. So oneorganizedmama.com and click on online courses. Thank you for listening and until next time.